This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Have you ever had to admit something that was really difficult to do? And if so, are you comfortable sharing what it was? A lot. Um, The most recent, I think, uh, over the past couple of months, we've been in couples therapy just sort of as a tune-up more than anything. I'm on disability now. I broke my back. And I also, uh, I effectively died in childbirth when we had our third kid. And so I've had major personality changes then. And so there's been a a degree of like figuring each other out and, and realizing I'm not the person he married. And of course, he's changed as well. And so in in therapy, our first session, we're each talking with the therapist and sort of getting to know each other. And the therapist kind of mentions to me, she says, you know, you're on disability, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I've noticed. Thank you. And she's like, no, no, that means you're in a protected class. So, you know, like children and elders are in protected classes for abuse. So are people with disabilities. So you have a higher level of protection by law and concepts such as consent and and such as, you know, both physical and also spoken consent. Those are more sensitive for you than for other people. And I was gobsmacked and I had to really work through the process of admitting that, of, of saying it out loud and realizing like, yeah, it's not just a handicap tag in my car. Like this is who and what I am. And that was really hard. Previously in Greater Boston. You could transform the place, open it to the public. You might be onto something, Mr. Stamatis. I know someone who is brilliant with animals, Mallory. Gemma thought about gripping the ball, but no. You have my number? Please use it. Braintree. Peabody. Third side. Me. Well, 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 this almost looks like a real Ferris wheel with the cheese wedge side paneling torn off. We still need to paint it a color other than orange, but... Nah, the orange doesn't bother me. I like that the carriages are covered, the open air ones. Of course. Think you could operate it for me? Uh, sure. Do you want company? I could ask Lily of the Valley to start early. No, thank you. And stop at the top, if you please. I want to survey our reopening plans. It gives me a good feeling seeing it from the ground. I'd like to find out what it feels like to see it on high. You got it. Oh, Isaiah. I've been so long fretting about not getting a letter, and once I do... 
I don't know why it takes me so long to open them. It's not like I'm worried about what's inside. Not really. Not getting anything would make me worry. If you find yourself in trouble, it's not like you're going to have time to dash off a letter in a tube to your dear old auntie, setting up some kind of wild bazaar inside a oldy moldy cheese park. It's that once I open one, I have to wait all the longer for the next. And as I get on in my years, my patience heads in the other direction. Well... Nearing the top. No more excuses. Here we go. Dear Aunt I, I realize it's been a while since I've written. It's been busy here. Warsaw, you know, your old friend G, she has a new inside source that's been running us ragged. I don't know where this guy gets his information, but it's like he's got a crystal ball or something. Warsaw sends reports about Red UGs needing help and it's like up-to-date information, almost as if she's somehow hardwired directly into the trains. It's downright creepy. But we're getting the job done better than before and that's all that matters. Sneaking people into work like mad. And you've probably noticed the influx of new folks coming down the rabbit hole. Busted ex-Red UGs looking for a home. I hope you don't mind, but I'm sure you'll find ways to keep them busy. There's something I've been thinking about recently. That talk we had after I got out of jail. And you were saying we have to keep fighting. There's been a few times, a few opportunities, when we've had the chance to really fight back. Not just in a metaphorical sense. No, beyond that. Hurting red line where it counts. Grinding the whole city to a halt. Disrupting restaurants, schools, public parks, commutes. Beyond that, even. We've had opportunity to... Well, confront our enemies more directly. Force them into uncomfortable situations. And I just don't know what's right. They wouldn't hesitate to do that to me. And they're wrong. We both know they're wrong in just about everything they do. Just about everything they believe. And so are the people who follow them, who listen to them, who believe in them. No matter what they think, they're wrong and the ugly side of wrong. The kind that looks like evil seeing evil and calling it out for what it is that's easy so why is it so hard to fight back literally fight back when you know something is wrong I know you'd say we shouldn't be violent for lots of reasons we're above that you'd say we can't stoop to their level and I get that but where is the line when does non-violence turn into complacency when is it nothing but just spinning our wheels I think I'd know what you'd say. You'd say, the fact that you're asking these questions is what separates us from them. But that's only half an answer because it doesn't tell me what to do. All I know is what I feel like doing. I feel like putting evil in its place. And I don't know what stops me sometimes. Maybe it's you, Aunt I. Maybe it's something else. But I wish I was certain about what was right. But certainty feels like a luxury for people who are frequently wrong, huh? Try not to worry about me. I'll send my next tube sooner. I promise I'll find where that line is and get comfortable with it. With love, Huey. 
I'm at the top and Melissa pauses the ride so I can look out among the swarming crowds of Wonderland residents, gearing up for our grand reopening. <laughs> New red UGs arriving just like Isaiah said they would. Some stop at that food truck we just can't seem to shake. Not ashamed to admit I tried that strange man's hamburger. The best I've had in years. Why doesn't this feel like home? Why doesn't it feel like my place? There's good people here, a good plan. We're doing our best, doing good work. But no matter how I try, I just don't feel like I'm doing enough. Is it because I'm worried about you? Still worried about Redline, even though the best of that city left with us. Or is it because I'm so busy looking for a place to land I've forgotten how to fly? Hmm. Thanks for pausing at the top. How is the view? It helped me see some things clearer. The place is looking great. Mr. Stomatis had a good idea, didn't he? How much are we planning to charge people for admission? Not much. A lot of the rides still won't be operational. Mostly what we have set up are vendors selling their food, art, and wares. I think we decided on a $5 suggested donation for unlimited rides and games, though. Do you remember what our plan was for Redline should we win? The main goal? Yes. Make the city free. To live in, to commute in, whatever you need. You contribute what you can, add to the city. The city is yours. Or maybe we should follow our own advice. The suggested donation will barely cover our insurance costs for the ride. Isabel... <laughs> I'm all for share and share alike for Wonderland residents, but people who don't live here? What else do we have to offer? Something different. That's all we have to offer. And if they like that something different, they might contribute to it. No different here than on the rails. I'll discuss it with that committee after our interview with that vet. Right, that's starting soon. I'll meet you there. So, as they say, that's the whole ball game, Mayor Besbin. What do you think of your new stadium? Are you sure we can't add the extra set of bleachers? Uh, I mean, that wasn't my decision. I'm pretty sure the inspector said he thought there was a 37% chance they would topple over and fall into the freeway. That's code. He wants $37,000 to look the other way. I'll see to it. Despite this so-called field being nothing but a square pile of dirt, our ticket sales have skyrocketed since the start of your season. As have your approval ratings. Don't try to sound smart, Bruce. Stay in your dig hole where you belong. Dug out. For the sold-out game next weekend. You're, you're playing your enemy team, correct? The sold-out game is an exhibition game with the Red Sox. Our enemy team? Rivals? That's with the Portsmouth Field Hens the week after. 
not sold out yet, but looking likely. And who have you in mind to lob the first tone or whatever ceremonial silliness? The first pitch. Right. I asked the team about that. We're considering Representative Rollins, Councilmember Wu, Senator Edwards... Myself, of course. Well, not to step out of my dig hole where I don't belong, but, uh... You don't strike me as a baseball fan. No pun intended. I see. Yes, well, it's impossible anyway. I have a legal matter I must attend to at the same time. Well, that is unfortunate. That said, I am the mayor, am I not? Last I checked. I may be able to pull some strings. Should I accept, I trust the dirty part will be seeded and green by the time I return? Uh... The pitcher's mound is meant to be made of dirt, Mayor Besbin. The whole infield is. Ugh. No wonder these porcine normies love this filthy sport. I will consider it and have my people let you know. Um, well, have a good afternoon, Mayor Besbin. Uh, here we are back at your rail home, and, um... Oh, oh dear. I must say this station smells worse than usual. What are those unseemly fumes? Is that... is that... It's spray paint. Someone dressed in all black marked your rail home not long after you arrived for your tour. I chased them for a bit, but... wow. They were fast. Free transit now. Is that honestly the best they have to offer? Pathetic. I'm really sorry, Mayor Bespin. What's the status of your investigation, Constable? Uh... Leads? Clues? I found a can of spray paint in the trash in one of the locker rooms. And have you cleaned it for finger impressions or what have you? Uh, dusted it? For prints. Oh, yeah. That probably would have been a good thing to do, you know, before I picked it up. It's in my back pocket, but I did have to kind of, like, put it there. Anyway, I called the cleaning crew. We'll hold them until they can wipe off the graffiti what? and... What? And disrupt the schedule? Well, I just figured you wouldn't want... What you can figure and what I want are universes apart. Do you understand me? Do you have any idea how hard my precious praline boo-boo bear Ethan works maintaining this blasted transit schedule? And of course, these handicrafter hoodlums want all that work to be free. The nerve of these monsters. No, we will maintain... The schedule. And why not? Free transit. Yes, free transit for all who attend the big match next Thursday between our yard sheep and the Beantown Crimson Stockings to see their beloved mayor lob the first tone so they can feel the swell of pride when we face the Portland Pigpens and remind them all who is responsible for their pathetic excuse for entertainment. It's an advertisement. Mark all the cars with that can, officer. Um... That's not really my job. Right. That would be solving crime, correct? Uh... Actually, I know you. you. You're the reason I'm still suffering in this godforsaken crypt of a city. The reason my husband is bending over backwards, spending all his time in his lab to make sure these godforsaken tube trains run in an orderly fashion for once. You should be thanking me you have the honor to stain these trains. Wasn't I the one who gave you this job after getting you out of jail? Uh... Yes. Uh, indeed. Well, 
My tolerance for your ineptitude has crashed into the same dead-end street it has my patience. Mark them all and be clear that this is a promotion. And then, when you're done, set up a meeting and hand-deliver Wonderland to Ethan, gift-wrapped and gorgeous, or you'll find yourself rotting in Shawmut before sunup. Is that understood? Officer? Yes, ma'am, Mayor Bespin. Well, uh, play ball. Sorry, just trying to break the tension and... Your sport is fucking boring and no one cares. Right. Boring. Like watching paint dry, right? Best of luck, pal. Next order of business. Interview of Candidate 7 of Wonderland Veterinary Position. Note recorded. Melissa Weatherby has ushered Candidate 7 into the tent. Thank you for coming in today. Please, come take a seat. Some water? Yeah, some water would be awesome, actually. Thanks. Here's your water. I flushed the pipes, then ran it cold from the tap before I filtered it. Guaranteed lead-free. I'm sure she's not worried about the temperature of the tap water. Yeah, actually, that's good fucking practice. That's all some straight-up CDC advisory shit. And you're all on Revere water here. You know how much lead they found in the drinking water at Revere Public Schools? I wouldn't drink out of those water fountains for anything. And not just because they're fucking monospigots. The way some kids tongue down on those taps like they think they're getting to third base with a fucking faucet? No fucking way. But even besides that, that water's full of lead. Got a whole town of kids here impervious to Superman's super pervo vision. I hope you're doing the same for the water you give your animals. See? I know what I'm talking about. Uh... Let's make a note to add that to our community health guidelines. Note recorded. Update community health guidelines with water safety standards regarding lead contamination. Okay, to start, if we could just fill in some blanks on our records here. Your friend Dimitri told us that your name is Mallory. That's right. Mallory what? That's it, just Mallory. No surname? It's a mononym. Surname is another word for family name, and as far as I'm concerned, my family can all go fuck a hornpipe in a hurricane to see what it sounds like. I'm just me. Note recorded, Mallory is a mononym chosen in defiance of familial ties. Names come with a boatload of baggage. I know how that is. Thank you, 23 Skidoo. Now, Mallory, that's some, uh, colorful language you have. You do understand that you're in a job interview, right? Well, yeah, obviously. Not much other reason I'd sit in the middle of a bunch of strangers and let them interrogate me. But if I get the job, I posi-fucking-lutely won't be anyone else but me while I'm doing it. So why try to be anybody else while I'm interviewing for it? This is me. You hire me, this is what you fucking get. Along with a badass veterinarian who will nurse every one of your animals back to health with love and medical fucking know-how. Look. I started college a year early and was still top of my class at Cambridge Central Square Community College's veterinary program. That was right up until that bullshit for-profit learning institute for earning studies kicked down the door with a boot made of shit-stained money and started dry-humping the wallets of anyone who was the right mix of greedy and gullible to believe that earning studies was something they ought to do. Now my education is interrupted. I've transferred to North Shore Community College, but it's the middle of the semester and I have to wait to get back into classes. But what I can do in the meantime is start my medical residency. I can get approval to do that here if you'll let me. And if you do, you won't regret it. I performed splenectomies on rats on a moving train and closed up the incision so neatly I didn't even leave a scar. And no, I don't have any letters of recommendation from past employers. 
My last job was working at a mobile food truck, but there's no way a reference for my boss at that place is doing me any good. Before that, I worked right here in Wonderland, operating the World of Dawn. Right up until I got shit-canned for something that wasn't even my fault, because they said I was high, when I've never even smoked pot in my life. So a whole lot of good that'll do me. I can get you letters from my teachers, though. Those should mean something to you. And I promise you, those references will glow brighter than Homer Simpson's radioactive dick. And let me address the other elephant fart in the room before it stinks us all out of here. Dimitri told me some of you are concerned that I'm an outsider. You can stick that shit in one ear and pull it out the other. I'm from here. I was from here before any of you even got here. And not just because I worked at Wonderland back before it got all splooged with cheese. I lived here. Wonderland is in Revere. This is my town. How the fuck do you think I know so much about the tap water? And you're all welcome to be here as far as I'm concerned. The more the fucking merrier. I don't care. People should go where they gotta go. And I won't say shit about it unless you act like a total asshole. But don't set up camp in my backyard and try to tell me I don't belong here. I belong here right up until the day that I decide I don't. Anyway, I'd still really like the job, and I'd be good at it. But whatever, it's up to you. Note recorded. Interview subject is... Um... I don't even know what to put down here. Impressive. Just put that down. Interview subject is impressive. (laughs) So noted. And for what it's worth, given the culture of our community... An accusation that you smoke pot wouldn't be counted against you so long as it isn't something you do on the job. Note recorded. Marijuana consumption shall not be construed as professionally disqualifying nor as grounds for social stigmatization. Addendum. I, Clark Smith, recording secretary, am high. Right now... Right. Thank you for sharing, Clark. But not something you do on the job was a key part of that sentence. Note recorded. Clark Smith, recording secretary to be reprimanded for intoxication during job interview. Job interviews are a system of oppression. Uh, Work assignments ought to be randomized and then given out by one of those machines they use for lottery numbers, but without the glamorization of competitive wealth. Uh, I kind of see where you're coming from, lady, but I do surgeries on bodies smaller than a human nutsack. That's not a job you want to give someone just because some machine shat it out on a ping pong ball. I'm sure the machine knows what it's doing. I know you from somewhere, don't I? Well, yeah, we've met. You were at my buddy Chucko's wedding. Oh, God. You're that Mallory. Wow. I won't hold it against you that you didn't recognize me. There was a lot of hot bean juice flying around at the time. Oh, my word. You're the girl who protected me. And, and that, that cage of, of birds. You, you put yourself in the hospital saving those birds. Well, yeah. I mean, what else was I going to do? Note recorded. Interview subject is a known hero. I mean, that's not why you should hire me. But if it gets me in the door, then fucking A, yeah, I'm a hero. Hey, uh, you guys know those rats sitting on that fence watching this interview? You have a rat problem around here? Not that there is such a thing as a rat problem. Not in my book. But if you need someone to help handle the rats, I'm your girl. I mean it. I will literally handle the fucking rats and carry those rad little rodents somewhere they can be safe, warm, and free of rat-hating gaze. But it's the weirdest thing. I feel like they're watching us? Like they're participating in the interview? Yeah. You get used to it. You do? Have you ever had to admit something that was really difficult to admit? And if so, are you comfortable sharing what it is? The answer to that, of course, is yes. I have yes. There was some, like, stuff I had to kind of disclose uh, last semester the stupidest drama on earth went down, uh, and, uh, 
one of my one of my ex my ex was in uh, a class with me, and I was like, "This will be normal because we broke up two years ago." It was not. I admit that I smoked to my son. My um, I didn't I don't want him to smoke, but I smoked thirty years. And I enjoyed cigarettes every every moment of it. I realized that I become more defensive around men of color. First, they like went to the teacher and were like, "I never want to interact with this person. I don't want them to read my stories, and I don't want them to interact me- with me even in a workshop manner." I had to tell a very close friend of mine that uh, the person that they were dating um, was making other members of our friend group uncomfortable. Not me specifically, but on behalf of other friends. Particularly men in general, but like I noticed zeroing in that men of color, I definitely find I'm more defensive about. And I think that comes from just growing up culturally in my community Mm. and having to really highlight myself as being a strong woman. And then they went to one of my current partners to tell them that I was an abuser. I didn't want to hurt anybody, but I also didn't want to not do right by my friends and uh, tell this person that that the the person they were seeing was, um, made them feel bad. And I mean, those, those people are still together today and they're, they're very happy. And I think they worked through some stuff. They also had to talk to those people. They had to talk to those friends. And that was extremely hard because I felt like, I felt like I was at the end of the rope for one of my friendships. And so in some spaces, I always felt like some of the men around me just looked at me as a child and would refuse to hear me and say, okay, I'm acknowledging that you're saying something and I should take the consideration um, and grow from that. Um, Instead, I got a lot of dismissiveness and that made me very defensive. So going into a professional setting, especially, I noticed that I was a lot more defensive around men in conversations than I was with women. Um, And really, a lot of that is me learning to understand where they're coming from and that I don't need to be defensive because they don't know where I'm coming from. Then I kind of had to elaborate on what happened during that relationship and specifically at the end. Uh, And also, you know, like, say up front, like, here's the things that I did wrong. Here's what they may have, like, here's why they may have that, like, perception of me. Um... And that was very uncomfortable and a super stressful and unpleasant time. What do you mean there's nobody there? It's empty. The entire platform. No red UGs, no people, nobody in sight. You see a redheaded tea worker, older guy with a beard? Guy who looks like his name would be Rusty? Only Rust I see is the pipes and the tracks. That's impossible. Don't sweat it. Your source is right 99% of the time. Who cares if he's wrong once in a while? It's been three times in a row. Still, the ratio is in our favor. Does anything seem off about the car to you? No, it's pretty chill besides the fact that there's no... Wait. Cheesebots! Incoming! Get out of there! I'm boxed in! Do they know you're there? I don't... I don't think so. Hide. In the trolley, under the bed. Okay, okay, I think I... Huey? Huey, this is Warsaw. Come in. Isaiah! Leon, Leon, what's going on? You'll have to be more specific. You told me there was a huge herd of refugees heading for Mattapan, and that my man Rusty would be there waiting for them. None of that was true. I see. I thought it was. I apologize. Bullshit. Gemma. Nine times out of ten, 
you nail it to the T. But the second I don't bring you to your sad little family reunion, you throw a pity party and end up less reliable than the bus schedule in a blizzard. That is not the case. Awfully convenient timing, though, isn't it? I have another theory. Sure, lay it on me, Professor. We've got plenty of time on our way to Mattapan, and the hopes Isaiah Powell isn't back in fucking jail on my watch again. Shit. I fear we may have been compromised. That would involve you giving someone else information, wouldn't it? Yes, but that may be happening against my will. It could be happening to me. And it could be happening to you. What? Have you felt different lately? Since the day you brought Dimitri to see Nika? You haven't seen yourself. See, I knew that's what this was about. Why can't you be honest with me? You are the one who has gone back on a promise. No, I haven't. I will reunite you. I just... I can't do it yet. We have too much work to do. When will we not have work to do? After we win. Don't you understand? We're helping people. If I let you go, then they're Gemma, that much closer to winning. As you've already this noted, isn't some game. This I have not isn't been a help petty. lately so much as a hindrance. There are lives at stake here, and we need to help yes, them. Yes, including my life and the lives of my family. Your family is fine. You're not even alive. You're just... Just a what? Gemma? I didn't mean that. There are forces at play here working against us, far beyond what you understand. Just as much as I'm trying to help you, there's someone or something with possibly more power and understanding of events working against us. That must be hard to admit. It's the truth. We're playing a game of chess... Our opponent has insights into the strategy we do not possess. To make things worse, Ethan is experimenting with the robots. I'm connected with them, with the whole transit system. This gives me access to tremendous amounts of information. But if said information seems less reliable as of late, that manipulation may be the reason. And if I've outlived my usefulness, I would hope you would respect our original arrangement. Of course. No matter what, I will. Why does that sound like it comes with an asterisk? Look, just be straight with me. You were helping me before I let you down, and now you're mad because of the whole thing with your family. So you're feeling less inclined to be a good psychic friend and Dion Warwick us out of this shit. I do not understand the reference, but I would never intentionally put you, Isaiah, or frankly anyone directly in harm's way. That didn't directly answer the question. Why am I the one being treated with anger and suspicion, when you're the one who has proven to deserve it? See, every time you say that, I can't help but think you're trying to teach me some moral lesson here. Do you know what we're up against? Yes. They're evil, they're fascists, and they control a whole city. And I told you I would help you. I promise. Then stop fucking up! Do you think I enjoy this? I'm fighting. I've been fighting since I got you back. But you're not making it any easier. I'm not a possession, Gemma. You did not get me back. And I have been helping you. You need to figure out what's going on with you. I will. We will. I can't keep fighting this forever. Neither of us want that. So tired. And the city is getting worse. And I need to get back to my... Yes. I... Go on. Finish it. 
I miss them so much. I... Leon... I'm so sorry. They were right there. Mere inches from me. If I had hands, I could touch them. Do you know how long it's been since I've... Do you have any idea how hard it is to listen to your siblings wrestle with the grief they hold for you? To have to narrate their actions like some detached observer as they struggle and cry and tear themselves up with mourning for you. They've been searching for me. And they finally reconnected over that. And there I was. And you? You? I know. I know. Huey? Go for Warsaw. Yeah, it's me. They left. Tore up the place good, but the bed was a good hiding spot. Thanks for that. They know something is up, though. I heard some static about those red UGs getting intercepted. Shit. We need to find Rusty. Do you need a ride? We'll be at Mattapan Station soon. We? Um, yeah, me. Just me. Great. I'll see you soon. I will do it. I will reunite you with them. When you're ready. When I can. I know my family. If you explain, they will understand. And Leon, that's the best promise I can make right now. I see. I know I don't deserve this, but... Can you show me? Monty? Charlotte? No. But... But I can. Right? Yes. You can. Okay. Tuesday, May 25th, 9, 10 a.m. Tuesday. Tuesday. Two for Tuesday. Two paragraphs for Tuesday. That's reasonable, right? Totally doable. Manageable. Manager. My manager. Freed friend. Hi, Freed. Michael, what are you looking at? I'm looking at... Oh, right. Here's looking at you, Freed. <laughs> yes, I can see that. Pew, pew, pew. Why? Uh, you're at my desk? I am. Do you know why? You're looking for the story on Oliver West. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, which I'm uh, finishing up. Mm-hmm. Finishing? Yes, yes, finishing. The first sentence. So, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be it's going to be a really good first sentence, I think. Wallstonecraft weeps. But fear not, Freed. Fear not. This is two for Tuesday. Two what? Words? Para uh pages. Um two pages, which is roughly uh half of an article. Michael I understand that you've been in something of a rut lately, and given that this story is literally about the person who brought you perilously close to shaking off this mortal coil and ascending into a glimmer of the immortal goddess's eye, it may contain an excess of psychic difficulties for you. Uh, something like that? Yeah. I also understand that you pay the salary. 
and I really appreciate that you and Louisa brought me in here and set me up. But I also respect that you did that for a reason. So, a deadline. You need to finish a draft of this by Thursday for review. Publication deadline Friday. Understood? Friday. Got it. Thanks, Freed. That actually helps. That's what I needed. A deadline. A deadline. Gotta get to work. Two for Tuesday. Two paragraphs. At least. Thanks, bud. Wednesday, May 26th, 8.34 a.m. Got in nice and early to review my progress from yesterday. Feel like I got a really good start on two for Tuesday, and now it's Wednesday. Uh, what's a good term for Wednesday? Writing Wednesday, no. Write-up Wednesday. Weblog Wednesday. Is this going on the web? Even if it was, it wouldn't be a... Hey, want any coffee? Blog Jesus! Uh, Blog Jesus? Yes! Blog Jesus! He blogged for all our sins. I'm sorry. I thought I was here by myself. Oh, no, we get here at 7.30. Why? Uh, early birds. Uh, okay. But you're young? And cool. Aren't you supposed to sleep all morning and stay up all night dismantling the capitalist paradigm? Can't dismantle shit having a pajama party till noon. It's work. Plus, that's a pretty ageist preconception, dude. Oh, sorry. It's cool. How's your article coming? Uh, I was just about to review what I got yesterday, two for Tuesday. Uh, <clears throat> the man nearly responsible for my death and I have a lot in common. We both shared the same room for years at a time. He as my mysterious employer, me as his unwilling prisoner. And while at times I grew grateful for what my solitude allowed me to learn about myself, I find it curious that he chose to be there, never leaving, despite having a loving and kind family in Rhode Island. That's it. I mean, uh, it's two sentences, uh, but they're long sentences, so. Hey, dude, that's a solid start. Just, you know, keep whittling away. Hey, whittle away Wednesday. <laughs> whittle away Wednesday, yes. Uh, we'll do. Huh? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> we'll do Wednesday. We'll do whittle away Wednesday. Wednesday. Right on. Get it? Right on. Uh, it could take it two different ways. Yeah. Anyway, talk to you later, guys. Thursday, May 27th. Nine on the dot. Got a lot done on Will Do Whittle Away Wednesday. <laughs> uh, now, to finish up this draft and submit it for edits. Third draft.
draft Thursday. Oh, well, except this is my first. Hmm. Thirst draft Thursday. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Well, I'm thirsty for a draft, uh, not alcohol. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe that doesn't work after all. Tate? What's the haps on Old Ollie West? Doesn't sound cool when you say it. The haps are happening. You Sounds even worse when you say it. Also, you can't say that haps are happening. That's redundant. It would be similar to saying the article is articling. I'm almost done with a draft. Just, uh, just stuck on an ending. Uh, yeah, it's Thirst Draft Thursday up in here, so I, I'm gonna... You know, bang this out and, you know, get it over to Freed Too Sweet, as the kids call it. Did you just say Thirst Draft Thursday? Uh, yeah. I'll allow it. Michael Tate, The Underground. Ooh, you know, that sounds good. Ha! <laughs> yeah? Yeah, it's not bad. Let me try it. Hello, Louise Alvarez, The Underground. Yep, you're right. Stellar. Sweet. Now, speaking of sounding good, did you call your favorite season yet? Uh, no. Is it weird? I mean, I'm literally writing an article about her pretending to be dead husband, my former employer, who definitely tried to make me not pretend dead. Yeah, it's weird. I'm dating a guy who dresses like a bee to sing song messages for a living. You know, sometimes it's weird, sometimes it's really weird, but as long as it's not harmful weird, I'm okay. Ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll call her after I finish this draft. How's that sound, Luisa Alvarez, The Underground? Sounds like I need to start answering the phone like that. Okay, gotta run. Call that fall. (laughs) You're... You're proud of that one, aren't you? Too much. Bye. Well, this is a solid first draft. Very compelling. Mm, sounds like there's a big butt coming. A big butt indeed. But... It needs a stronger ending, something that flirts with finality but leaves the reader wanting more information. Can you come up with one by tomorrow morning? (sighs) I will make it so. Friday, May 28th, 4.32 a.m. Well, it finally happened. I stayed up all night writing an ending to an article. When I say writing, I really mean deleting. I've hit the backspace key more than any other key. To say I'm stuck is an understatement. I don't know how to finish this. I don't know how to. Gathering together like streams of water flowing together to form a lake. 
Proceeding with sincerity. Yield to your power of attraction and magnetism. Your desires will flourish at this time. Working unselfishly brings great success to all. Gathering with a common cause. Don't gather together with the wrong people. Secure those who share your vision. Gathering with others will fuel and enhance the shared purpose. Rising up. A lasting elevation in status or well-being. Endeavors will turn out successfully. Fires will be put out and chaos will turn to calmness. However, this is not a time to slack from responsibility. Take actions deliberately. Place one foot in front of the other with solidarity and purpose. Be the tree trunk that grows strong and steady towards the sky. Hi, Autumn. I, I, oh God. I realize it's, uh, ooh, it's very early in the morning. I am, I'm so sorry. I've been up all night working on this article about, about, about Oliver. But that's, that's not why I'm calling. I should have called earlier, and even though this is an extremely inappropriate time to call, I didn't want to wait a second longer. Would you, would you, would you be up for going out sometime with, uh, me? Uh, so, yeah, uh, call me back if you're not furious about the fact that I'm leaving you a voice message before the sun comes up. I can, I can explain more if you'd like, but if, um, if, if you'd really actually, like, uh, if, if you're actually up for talking to me again after this, uh, rude, early voice message. Uh, yeah. Goodbye. Ah, shit. Hello? Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode was written and sound designed by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Portions of this episode were recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage with recording engineers Javier Lam and Alex Allenson. This episode featured Jessica Washington as Isabel Powell, Tanya Milojevic as Melissa Weatherby, Kenny Fuentes as Bruce Bosley, Sam Musher as Emily Bespin, Michael Melia as Philip West, Jesse Hall as Clark Smith, 
Julia Shafini as 23 Skidoo, Joanna Bodnick as Mallory, Mario DeRosa Jr. as Isaiah Powell, Lydia Anderson as Gemma Linzer Coolidge, Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, James Oliva as Michael Tate, James Capobianco as Freed Friend Paletti, Gabby Hall as Penny, Rocky Goldman as Jamie, Jeff Van Driesen as Chuck Octagon, Kristen DiMercurio as Nicole Fonzarelli, and Julia Propp as Luisa Alvarez. Charlie on the MTA is recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Titi. Circus Music, Blackberry Rag, Tam Linset, and Shove That Pig's Foot a Little Farther in the Fire by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Titi. Drums by Jim Johansson. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a Third Sight Media production. Got a whole town of kids here impervious to Superman's super... Super perfect. <laughs> Got a whole town of kids here impervious to Superman's super... I think it's just supposed to be supervision, right? No, super pervo vision. Super pervo like, vision. Oh, right. <laughs> you didn't give a complimentary M dash for that, not even like breaking it up so it's easier <laughs> to read. You just like let her fucking figure it out. Super. I, I mean, Sorry, I got it. It's just hard to say. <laughs> Cheese bots incoming. What the heck is that? Sorry. <laughs> Cheese bots. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods, being with Albina and I is going to be weird. Not bad weird, just, uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. (sighs) We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What?! Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What we-